Hi, and welcome to another episode of Naturally You Radio, helping you create a nourished life. I'm your host, Leah Sam, and the Naturally You Coach, and you can find me at www.thenaturallyyoucoach.com. And as this is the first podcast that I have done in a while, I just wanted to take a moment to explain my absence. Well, as some of you may know, I am a homeschooling mother of six children, and homeschooling got a bit crazy the other day. As <laughs> at the same time as our baby daughter, who is now a year and one month, got very, very active. Um, we did take a, a long break over the summer, and when we got back into it, um, yeah, there was a lot of planning to do, getting the children back into the work mode, um, reorganizing our house to accommodate the whole homeschooling situation, and in doing all of that. Baby girl learned how to walk fully. She now knows how to pull every single book off the bookshelf. She knows how to climb up onto the table while we're doing work and start pulling people's pencils out of their hands, trying to chew on rubbers and eat people's papers. So it's been, um, <laughs> it's been quite challenging to, um, yeah, to get through some days with um, trying to defend the children's um, studies from baby girl. And yeah, as, as most mothers know, there is the, um, the continual process of tidying up one room and looking at it in a super proud way and then going downstairs for a minute and coming back up and your children have done a grand job of getting it right back in the same situation. So... Yeah, those have been the, the regular kind of trials of, of, of homeschooling mothered life that have um, taken my attention away from being able to, to um, bring you these uh, radio shows. There's also been the amazing Teaching Our Own, the Black Homeschooling Fair event that happened on the 10th of September that, again, took up quite a lot of our time in um, organizing and planning and preparing and promoting that event. And thank you so much for everybody who came down. Um, you can check out um, the last two episodes of the Naturally You Radio. No, the last three episodes of the Naturally You Radio. We're actually talking about homeschool type subjects. Um, so if you're not sure about, or if you wanted to know more about homeschooling or why we started homeschooling, um, fun activities you can do with your children, you can go ahead and check that out. We're going to have a new website that's um, going to be coming at teachingourown.co.uk, which is going to be more of a resource for homeschooling families. And um, yeah, so that took up quite a lot of our time as well. Plus, I have also started back coaching private clients. I took a break um, from the pregnancy of our last child up until just a few months ago. I was kind of on maternity leave, but now I'm back. Um, the Naturally You coaching programs are back. You can, um, if you want help, if you want support with your natural health journey, you can um, choose from anywhere between a 45-minute session and a 28-week coaching program. So you can visit the coaching page on my site, thenaturallyyoucoach.com. And if you're not sure which one you want to go for, or if you're not sure what kind of level of help is going to be best for you, then you can definitely go ahead and book yourself in with a free chat, a free um, Naturally You booster session with me. And you can find out more about that on my site as well, thenaturallyyoucoach.com. So today we're going to be talking about something that I have quite a bit of experience with, which is how to naturally boost low iron levels. Now, iron is a mineral found in the body and it's a quite an abundant mineral found in the body in fact and its most important function probably is to help our bodies produce hemoglobin 
in our blood. And the hemoglobin in your blood is what carries the oxygen around your body. So when you breathe in, the hemoglobin collects the, the, the oxygen and it brings it around your body and it feeds our cells and tissues with this vital nutrient. Without enough healthy red blood cells, this hemoglobin, our bodies don't get enough oxygen because the, the, the oxygen can't get to the different all the different areas of our body without this without the hemoglobin and oxygen is a vital nutrient to us it also helps with iron also helps with you know i actually have a friend in um jamaica my, my sister's husband who um is a natural health practitioner as well he's, he's uh, dr hotep from the melanin clinic and him as well as dr sebi's wife and you know, some of the other natural health experts internationally refer to iron as the breath of life. It's such an important nutrient, but one that so many of our um, people of color are deficient in. So, um, yeah, it's it's super, 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 super important that you get enough iron in your body. It also helps with um, it also helps with healthy growth and development in children. And it helps pregnant mothers in their um, as they're developing and growing um, their babies. It helps breastfeeding mothers. It's necessary for energy production, general energy production, and immunity as well. Um, helping our body resist, um, become more resistant to diseases. Now, our body, as you can imagine, because of all of those functions, that it's 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 critically important um, to have the iron there for. Our bodies use quite a lot of iron daily, and if we're not replenishing the iron in our diets, then we can become deficient. Now, iron is um, one of you know several nutrients that our body needs to get every single day, and the reason why we're um, the reason why iron is the topic of this um, show is because one, it's something I have a lot of experience in. So a lot of people have asked me how they can increase their iron levels. And it is almost becoming a bit of an epidemic. And when I read the symptoms, you will understand that this is probably something that you yourself or maybe friends and family, you know, are experiencing these symptoms. And it's not something that's difficult for you to, um, rebalance yourself from. So, um, when you do become deficient in iron, some of the symptoms that you can begin to experience range from, because there's loads of um, symptoms that can stem from this, they can range from you being tired, that person that's tired all the time, that's lethargic all the time. You can become quite lightheaded, and this can be when you're walking down the road, when you're doing exercise, when you're sitting down and you jump up too quickly, first thing in the morning when you wake up. Sometimes when you are sitting down, you can just become lightheaded. This lightheadedness can um, be um, accompanied by dizziness as well. Again, when you're standing up, when you're doing work, when you're walking too quickly, when you get a fright, all of these things can, can cause you to become dizzy. And it's not just once in a while, it's like a regular thing that happens to you. Your complexion can become pale. Um, you know, you can look kind of pasty in your complexion. It can result in hair loss. It can result in brittle nails. If you're one of these people that has cold hands and feet, a deficiency in iron could be contributing to it. If you are someone who gets headaches often or shortness of breath, all of these things can contribute, to, um, can, a lack of iron can contribute to all of these deficiencies. Now, 
you can, if you do exhibit a lot of these deficiencies, um, these symptoms, sorry, you can go ahead and get yourself tested for, um, iron deficiencies. And in particular, you may, uh, it may be found that you're anemic. So, um, yeah, you can definitely get tests if you present these symptoms to your doctors. Now, if you want to just do a very quick check again, as to something that could indicate that you do have a low iron, if you pull down the skin just under your eye, the flesh, if you see, so you'll, you'll pull it down, you'll see the bottom of your eyeball, and then you'll see some flesh before you get to the, your lower, um, eyelashes. Now in there, that piece of flesh, now when you pull it down, there's the gross thing that children used to do to scare other children in the playground. That pulling that bottom um, eye bit down. In there, the flesh that you see in there should be full of little red, dark red blood vessels. It should be full of dark red blood vessels. If it's pale, pale and pink, and you can't see a lot of blood vessels in there, that again could indicate, that's one of the things, like when you go to the doctors, they will pull your eyes down like that. That's one of the things they're looking for, to see if there's a rich blood supply going to, the, because that's, the, that's one of the best places you can see the inside of your body without, you know, you can easily see your blood vessels moving around. Just that bit in there. Don't pull it down for too long. Make sure your hands are clean when you're doing it, all these kind of things. But that's one way that you can indicate it. Now, when I was about... When I was going to college and some, I, I remember it as far as like late secondary school, um, the, the last few years of my secondary school, so 14, 15, 16, definitely when I was in um, college, um, 17, 18, and uh, definitely when I was um, going to work as well, 20, 21, 22, those kind of ages, I would remember at least once at least once every a week or every couple of weeks, if I was going on the bus and I had to stand up and it was like, um, the bus was full, so there was nowhere to sit and I had to stand up. There were so many times I remember that I just started feeling dizzy. I started getting double vision. I couldn't breathe properly. And I had no idea what it was. I never knew what it was. I just, I can't even remember how I justified it in my head. And I didn't bother to do any research. I was just thinking, okay, I nearly passed that and I didn't. That's, that's about the strength of it. Um, then later on in life, when I started having children, this became more of a consideration. I don't remember it so much in my first pregnancy, but in my latter pregnancies, when I wanted to, um, have home births, then, them checking my eye and all the, the blood tests that they, they routinely like to take from you, um, it would show up that I had lower than normal iron levels, which is not uncommon in, um, black women. It's not, it's not out of the ordinary. And as long as you don't present with the symptoms that accompany it on a regular basis, then you should be fine. However, if you do have, um, you know, low readings when they do certain blood tests and you want to have a home birth, they, they, they do kind of have the concern that if you do have excessive blood loss while you're having a home birth and you're not in the hospital, then it may be too long for them to get you to the hospital to get you attended to. And there's a risk with having babies in the hospital as much as there is a risk having babies at home. There's, there's, you know, the vast majority of births that happen at home are with women who are of a certain level of health because they wouldn't allow you to do it otherwise. Um, if there were significant health problems, it's not safe for you to have the baby at home because that's just understandable. But if you're of good general health, but your iron is a little bit low, um, you're still safe. It's 
when your iron drops significantly. So there was always the back and forth between me and the doctors and consultants for various reasons. One, because I had premature births um, previously and because my iron was coming back low. Now, I would just always complain to them, not complain, I would always kind of debate with them. Well, my iron's always been low and it's never caused me a problem. I've never really seriously hemorrhaged, blah, 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 blah. I should be fine. Now, there were some times in some of the pregnancies when I did get that lightheadedness, which is, goes with being pregnant anyway, um, to a degree. But in my last pregnancy, um, so this is baby number seven now, my last pregnancy, my iron levels dropped to the point where I couldn't even really argue with them anymore. So the normal, when they take your, um, when they do your blood test, what they're looking for is a, a relatively normal uh, reading of 105 grams per liter. Now, mine was, as long as it's over, over 100, 105, then there's no problem. That's, that's, that's quite a good level. Mine was 99. <laughs> when they took mine, it was 99. And I was experiencing a few little symptoms. So, but I was like, okay, no, I'm fine. I can do this. Then they said, okay, we're going to give, we're going to have to give you another test later on. So they gave me another test later on in the pregnancy. It had gone down to 92. I was like, no, 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 I'm still feeling fine. I'm still feeling fine. They said, okay, we're going to have to test you again. I said, okay, we'll do one more test. And then I'm not agreeing to any more tests because these little numbers on the test is determining whether I get to have my baby at home or not. And this is just, I'm not having that. Just one number on the test. So when they took my reading again, it had dropped down to 88. Now, I, at this point, had to admit that my symptoms were getting worse, I was getting dizzier, I was getting more lightheaded, I did feel like I was going to faint way more often, and when I saw the, that figure, I was like, okay, it is. I can see it's consistently dropping, so I do need to do something to pick it up now. So I, I um, strictly followed the uh, plan that I put together for myself for three weeks. And even though I was adamant I wasn't taking any more tests, I even wanted to see that my levels had gone up. And at that level of it being so low, um, they wouldn't have comfortably agreed to me having um, a home birth anyway, because it would have just been slightly um, challenging if I had hemorrhage. So I strictly stuck to what it is that I'm going to... Um, go through with you in a moment about natural ways to improve increase your iron levels and within three weeks my level had gone from 88 all the way back up to 99 they were quite shocked um but it did mean that everything was fine they were like okay no you're fine everything we can go ahead now that's cool so um I'm, and when I did the the thing where I pulled my eyelids down I would compare mine to my children who it was just bright red my husband's as well he's with you know he had great loads of um, red blood vessels there and when it was at its lowest it was almost white it was it wasn't even pale pink anymore it was so 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 very low and obviously when you're pregnant you're giving a lot of your nutrients to the baby so I had to compensate for making sure I was enriched as well as feeding the baby so I did need to kind of really kick into gear and it gave me the opportunity to look into how your um, you know, the, the, the way to increase your iron levels most naturally, but most quickly as well. And, and, but in a way that was, um, holistically nourishing you, not just a quick fix. Now, some of the reasons for deficiency that you can end up with deficiency. So, so the reason for sharing that story is you may have had these similar situations. You may have had lightheadedness, not really understood where it came from. You may have um, been that person with the, had the low iron levels during pregnancy and, you know, started feeling lightheaded more than often when you would stand up and get down and all these kind of things. So um, now some of the reasons that you can have deficiencies in iron is that you're not getting enough of it in your diet. 
you could have blood loss, heavy blood loss from menstruation. So a lot of the women that I work with who have got, um, you know, who suffer with fibroids or who have different menstrual conditions, they are losing a lot of blood and this is taking the iron away with it as they're losing this blood. So that can cause a deficiency. Again, when you're pregnant, because you need to be making sure your iron level is slightly increased, so you've got enough for yourself as well as your baby. Um, internal bleeding that can be caused by uh, trauma, if you've had an accident, and certain conditions that can create internal bleeding as well without us even knowing about it, and certain conditions that can also create a situation where we have absorption issues. So even if we're taking in enough iron, our body's not absorbing it sufficiently because of different um, disease states that we have. Now, three steps. These are the three key things you need to do to naturally boost your iron levels, even during pregnancy, even during a time when your body is using, kind of sharing its nutrients with a whole nother little gorgeous being. The first thing you need to do, but this, the first thing you need to do is get more iron in your body. Now, this is where the, the, um, this is where the problem arises with most people is that that's the only thing they focus on is getting in more iron into their diet. Now the diet diet is the best way to get more iron in and I'll talk a little bit about um, medications later on and we're going to go into more detail about exactly how you can get more iron into your body. But that is the first step. The first thing you need to do to naturally boost your iron levels is to get more iron in. Now the next two steps are things that people don't consider but they are two things that help your body to make sure that the iron you're getting in is actually being used the way that it needs to be used. So the second thing you need to do is stop taking in blockers. So if you're taking in plenty of iron but it's being blocked from being absorbed you'll feel like you're fighting a losing battle. So Avoiding any competitive blockers, anything that's competing with iron's absorption, anything that's possibly making the absorption of iron more difficult, you need to remove those things from your diet. And again, most people focus on just getting enough iron in and they'll be like, oh, I'm taking loads of iron, but my symptoms aren't getting that much better. And it's because they're not focusing on making sure they're removing these blockers as well as adding more in. The third thing you need to do is increase your body's ability to absorb the iron. So you get more in, you get rid of the things that are going to block the iron and you make your body more able to absorb the iron. So if you're only absorbing 20 or 30 or 40% of the iron that you're eating, only 20, 30 or 40% of what you're eating is actually being absorbed. You're kind of losing out on valuable nutrients. So increasing your body's ability to actually absorb Iron is also something we need to focus on. So the three steps are getting more iron in, stopping taking the blockers and increasing your absorption. So getting more iron in. Now, there are two types of iron. There's heme iron, which you get from animal products like meat, poultry, eggs, fish, those types of things, bone broth, those kind of things. And then there's non-heme iron which are plant-based foods that have got iron in them. So if you eat meat, then those are the ones you can go for. If you are vegetarian or vegan on a plant-based diet, um, then the sources of iron that you need to focus on are things like avocados, green leafy vegetables, blackstrap molasses, kelp, dulse, which are two um, seaweeds, parsley, sesame seeds, so things like tahini, um, brewer's yeast, 
pears, peaches, those types of things. There's a brilliant book called Vitamins and Minerals from A to Z by Jill Pukram. And it's got it's a brilliant book. It goes through all of the different um, vitamins and minerals, um, what they're used for, what the deficiencies of them can create, and the sources of them as well, and other notes that it's useful for you to know. So that's Vitamins and Minerals from A to Z by Jill Pukram. Um, and these are some of the plant-based sources that she recommends. Now, a hundred grams of another super nutrient rich seaweed called Irish moss, which you've I've done videos on Irish moss. <laughs> I love Irish moss so much. Um, yeah, a hundred grams of Irish moss has got three times your daily intake requirement for a pregnant woman who needs the most um, iron out of everybody. So if you um, use a little video that I'll put a link to the video underneath the the um, Irish moss video underneath this or you can go to my website and just in the blogs just search for how to make Irish moss gel so just taking 100 grams of that every day will give you three times the amount of iron that you need that a, a pregnant woman would need sorry now um, again and if you take 35 grams of the Irish moss gel a day that will give you your kind of requirements for most people's um, iron stores now the herbs so those are some of the foods that you can focus on taking in some herbs that are super nutrient rich in iron are nettle which is what I refer to as a kind of herbal multivitamin because it's got so many nutrients in it oat straw dandelion and the roots of dandelion is a good coffee substitute if you want to kick that habit alfalfa which is a herb that grows within grass in certain parts of the the world and it's what a lot of people say makes cow's milk so nutrient rich in the same way that um the seaweed is nutrient rich and then the fish eat it and that makes them super nutritious as well there's another herb called yellow dock and um i've heard sisters say that um, yellow dock has worked better for them at increasing their iron levels than the medications that they were taking so those are some of the herbs that you can take none of them are prescription based they're all ones that you can buy in most health food stores and online and you can follow the recommended dosages for those or work with someone who can give you um, a recommended daily dosage of those so I remember when I was pregnant with I think Arthur third child I was taking three um, because our first two children had been premature and I knew that I had two had had two children in a very short space of time I wanted to build up my nutrient stores so I was taking nettle tea three times a day um, and then in the last pregnancy one of the things that I put together for to, you know to kick up my iron levels in those last three weeks is the uh, combination of nettle oat straw dandelion alf alpha and um, yeah all of those uh, mixed together in a jar and I would take a tablespoon of those in hot water and then you know let it sit there for three or four minutes and then strain or five or ten minutes sometimes if I forgot about it <laughs> and then I would strain it off and I'd drink that three times a day so that was one of the herbal con combinations that I used for myself now there are other supplements that you can take so Floridex is very popular and then there's a, a uh, iron rich water called Spartone which you can also get I know you can get it in the UK um, I'm not sure if, if it's available globally but um, for the sisters in the UK I definitely know that Chlorodex is available globally um, for the sisters in the UK you can get yourself some Spartone S-P-A-T-O-N-E Spartone it's little sachets of iron rich water that you can take and it's more easily absorbed than other forms of iron now so that's number one get more iron in the second part is to stop the blockers. So foods that have been found to decrease iron's ability to be absorbed or 
that compete with iron to be absorbed are foods like caffeine in coffees, in teas, in chocolate, those types of things. Caffeine, dairy products, sugar, and some medications like when you're using antacids on a very, very regular basis. Those are some of the things that can contribute to stopping iron to being absorbed very easily. Um, and the third thing you need to do is, so, so you want to really avoid those kind of foods. You, while you're taking in the iron-rich foods, you want to avoid the caffeines and the dairy and um, sugar and um, excessive use of things like antacids. The third thing you want to do, like I was saying, is to increase your absorption. So one of the things you can do, and the most important thing you can do, is to make sure you're drinking enough water. Because water is going to naturally help your body to cleanse generally. Now your digestive tract, the clearer it is, the easier it's going to be able to absorb nutrients instead of having old junk just sitting and lining the sides of your digestive system so new nutrients can't be absorbed. So doing things like taking enemas, doing hydrocolonic sessions, and taking in more forms of natural fiber, um, activated charcoal after you've eaten, things like psyllium husks in small amounts, um, as long as you don't have any reactions to them. And then again, just fruits and vegetables, um, eaten raw and in their natural state. So you get the fiber from those that will help to keep your digestive system clean and clear. So all of the food, these iron rich foods you're taking in can actually be absorbed sufficiently. Taking vitamin C can increase the absorption of iron by up to 30%. So the Spartone Iron Water Sachets, they've got a new brand of them where it has got added vitamin C in it. So again, they've they've obviously know that the science behind that and they put the vitamin C in with the iron water to help the iron water to be absorbed. So when you're making smoothies, for example, one of the smoothies that I used to have all the time that I recommend all the time, um, and that kind of started when I started my journey, is things like spinach and um, or dark green leaves like kale and oranges and lime sometimes kiwi and bananas and that into a smoothie because you've got the hit of the vitamin c from the oranges and the lime and the kiwi and then you've got the dark green leafy vegetables with the iron so it helps that to be absorbed exercising also helps your body to absorb the nutrients that you take in through your food so some level of regular exercise is going to help your absorption of iron however not excessively because excessive sweating from excessive regular exercises has also been shown to deplete your iron stores if you're excessively sweating on a regular basis from exercise. So those are the three main things we need to focus on, getting more iron in, stopping the blockers and increasing our absorption. Now, a word of warning, you can get too much iron in your body. So even though you know, we're, we're focusing on boosting your iron levels, it is possible to tip the balance and add too much iron to your body. And that can create diseases of its own. It can create conditions of its own if you've got too much iron in your body. However, it's it's rare in the, Af in the African Caribbean um, people from the diaspora, it's, it's difficult for people, for people from African and Caribbean descent to end up in this situation. It's not impossible, but it's it's rare that that happens, but it is something to be aware of. So if you are working with a natural health um, practitioner or if you're working with a GP, then, you know, if you do start feeling negative effects from all the work that you're doing, or you keep doing these things for, for you know, for... Um, 
if you you're taking too much like with floridex there is a limit that I, as to how much you're meant to take with spartone they have a recommended um dosage if you're overdoing it on any of those things if you're overdoing it with the herbs even with natural things you can overdo it don't underestimate the power of herbs they are still things that you can take in too much of so if you're taking in too much of um any of these things then you can create um an abundance which is will become unhealthy now a lot of people, when they find out that they are iron deficient, they will, if they have found out from their GP, they will normally be given a prescription of iron tablets. And some people will want to go and seek out iron tablets as well. Not just the, not just the supplements, but actually iron tablets. Now, I would always recommend that you use the above, you know, use the, 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 the things I've just spoken about first you know, get more iron in, stop the blockers and increase your absorption. I would always recommend that you, you focus on doing those things as soon as you recognize the deficiency could be in place, unless your levels are on the floor, so extremely low that it's become dangerous. In which case, if you're under any medical supervision, they'd probably recommend that you need a blood transfusion, that kind of low, that kind of, you've been in an accident and you've lost tons and tons of blood that kind of low, low, low level, then obviously getting in um, iron in, this, in a tablet form might be what you need to do. And again, you'd be working under the supervision of a medical professional if it was that low. But if you're not at that stage, then you do have time to implement these three steps for th three to six weeks and see the difference that they can make because that's what I did. Um... And I was what's referred to over here as a grand multi-para. I'd had seven children in 10 years and very, very close together and breastfed in between all of them. So I was kind of what they referred to as a high-risk um, mother and I had already had deficiencies. So if I could do that with um, within three weeks while being pregnant, and this was towards the end of the pregnancy as well. This is right around month eight or nine. Um, that all this was happening for me, then if you strictly adhere to these recommendations, you will see a difference. And as long as you're monitoring it, you'll be able to see the difference as well. And again, if you're working with a natural health um, practitioner or you're under some kind of supervision from a nutritionist, they'll be able to help you tweak these recommendations so that they suit your life 100%. So I hope this show has helped you um, help all you low ironers out there. And if you know someone that who would benefit from this show and from this information and from the story that I've shared, then please be sure to share it with them. If you like this show, which I really hope you did, please share and like and comment below the video wherever you've seen it shared. Um, if you've got any questions on this topic or anything that I've spoken about, again, please post them below the video wherever you've seen it shared and I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Thank you so much for your listening ears. Make sure you do come and check out the site at thenaturallyyoucoach.com to find out more about the work that I do. The other radio shows are on there under the Naturally You Radio tab. There's articles on there. You can find out how we can get in touch and work together to create a life that's a life that is nourished and fulfilling for you. I look forward to hearing from you all soon. Take care and stay healthy.